0: When you said lessons in chemistry, I thought you were just like going back to high school and just trying to brush up on those skills, but that seems like a really interesting book.
1: Yeah, I'm in um, content, and so um, chemistry and math probably were not my forte. People chemistry, though, Carrie, you, you create a lot of <laughs> People chemistry, thank yeah. you, yes. When I was growing up, my, I watched a lot of television. My mom was like, you're never going to get a job watching television, and guess what? I did, so.
2: <laughs> so take that, mom. Mama, Mama that. D.
3: Hi, everybody, and welcome back to The Human Element, Kara's podcast focused on finding ways to inject humanity and insight into modern marketing. It's that time of year again. Some may call it the holiday pod. I'm sure we'll find other names for it after this recording. And I'm super excited to kick it off with Mike Law, CEO of North America, Diana Boye, Chief Media Officer, Michael Liu, EVP Head of Innovation, and Carrie Doyle, EVP Content at CARA. Thanks all for joining. All right. Well, these are not going to be stress test questions. It's the end of the year. I think all of our brains, including our listeners' brains, are pretty at capacity at this point. So we'd love to dive in just what has been your biggest inspiration this year, whether that's a book, art, movie, anything.
4: Honestly, our junior talent. I have been so impressed with the commitment, the dedication, the energy, and the excitement of people that work on our client teams and their willingness to embrace anything new. This is Carrie. I'm a huge reader
1: and I was inspired this year by the book Lessons in Chemistry. I don't know who else has read that, but it's all about like girl power. The author, it's really interesting story about her because this was like her first big book. And she was a copywriter in the advertising industry. She had a bad day. <laughs> so she went home and she was actually looking at some work that she had done. And it was done through like a, a different point of view in the book. So if you know Lessons in Chemistry, it's all about this main character Her name is um, Elizabeth Zott, and she is like this powerhouse chemist in the 60s. And when women weren't actually, you know, supposed to have that position, when she was relooking at some of the work, she didn't even have Elizabeth in this book. And um, the reason it inspires me so much is because it's about how we need to be agile. We need to change our point of view. And it's like, for me, I thought that was really a powerful story. But so it wasn't actually the story itself. It was like the story behind the author. But it also is a, it's a killer book. I highly suggest everyone check it out. Also, it's an Apple TV show if you don't want to read. That you got me.
4: <laughs> I'm in the middle of it on Apple TV. I did not read the book, but I am in the middle of it on Apple TV.
0: Throughout this year, specifically, I, have, I kind of went straight to my friends who who are on one side of the spectrum, like, I have so many friends who've jumped into new ventures themselves whether that's like side projects or new hobbies that have been able to make it work and have like all these creative outlets, which has been really inspiring for me. But on the other side, I have a lot of friends randomly. I've gotten like, you know, maybe health complications and things like that. But seeing them push pers- and persevere and still like make it a, a time to work out and like go to all their appointments and stuff like that. And it makes little every little thing around me, every little annoyance, every little inconvenience, really seems so insignificant and it inspires me to, and reminds me of like what really matters in this world and like more intently and more purposefully spending more time with my family and spending more time with the things that I love and protect my space and protect my time. I think that's really put me into perspective and seeing my friends really go through this with all of us, of course, as support, but kind of inspires me to kind of have a different perspective on the world and obviously they're doing really well right now which is great continue to pray for them and things like that which is great but I you know I kind of just went straight to that instead of maybe the endless you know shows that I've binged over the past few months which I can't even remember because my mind is mush at this point of the year but yeah I'd say just the people around me have been able to inspire me um, in many different ways
3: I love that Mike Law what do you got for us
0: I think just really
2: inspired by the generosity and kind of the humbleness of our teams and and actually the industry as a whole and people like for whatever reason this year, it just felt like people's like best selves really came out. I mean, just some amazing moments from a work perspective, like when we'd show up to a pitch and see great work and it's somebody who'd never been in a pitch before and it was like where have you been? This is amazing. So there's so much work and it, it's been, you know, highlighted by the fact that Cara won a couple of, won a ton of external awards. We won our, in our global network, a lot of Cara awards. So the U S like really, and North America actually really shining through, but like the humanity of people. And, and I've said it for a long time. I really believe the generosity of this industry is second to none. Like when people need you, People step up in a way like you've never seen and nobody wants, well, I wouldn't say nobody, most people don't want a headline for that. So I think we're just really fortunate to be surrounded by kind of the people that we are. It's certainly my motivation to kind of wake up and do this every day.
3: Great responses. What's a thing you wish that we talked more about in the industry this year?
0: I think it's creativity in the media industry. I don't think we talk about it enough. I know like myself and Carrie have the pleasure of working in a field with that's somewhat creative within our industry, but I think that we as an industry get bogged down by the programmatic and the data and the numbers too much sometimes and don't bring the creativity back into it. And I know that's where Carrie we kind of pride ourselves in doing that, but as an industry I don't think we do and I'd love to see more of that type of work and that type of talk track for many other uh, people in the industry just to kind of bring that back and be what's important to culture through media, which I think there's so much opportunity there based off of, you know, we know everything is media nowadays. So whether it's content or whether it's a technology or whether it's an ad unit, I think there's a lot more storytelling that can be done uh, within this industry that we're just sort of, we've kind of lost when we've moved into this programmatic data side of things. And I'd love for the industry to sort of come back.
3: I love that you said that. I think it's the storytelling, like you said at the end, it's not that creativity doesn't exist. It's how exactly. we're sharing that as an industry and sharing the best practices of that. So I think there's something really true to that sentiment, Mike. It's how we decide to tell that story versus you know the numbers. We don't need to hear about the numbers. We need to hear about the people behind it. And again, like you said, I think Kara does it spot on. But it'd be nice for the industry as a whole to start getting there externally.
1: Mm-hmm. No, I totally agree with, with Michael. Obviously, it's more about like talking about the impact of the content and how content connects all of us, you know, because obviously our focus is really connecting to our audience through culture. And so we want to show up where our audience is spending the time. We want to add value to their overall experience. I mean, I know we need to tie it all back to business outcomes, For our clients, but at the same time, it is the overall story and how this connects all of us as as humans.
2: The word gets said so often. I honestly still don't think we talk enough about consumers enough. We say the word consumer, we understand consumers, but anyone else, we understand people, but anyone else. But I don't know if we spin it enough to truly say, like, what does this look like through the lens? of how that person is experiencing this and like is that experience disruptive is it additive and i think the very best brands make it so seamless that you don't you you feel like i just feel better after seeing what just came to me whether it be through video or audio or out of home experience so i think we talk about knowing people <clears throat> From a data perspective. And I think that it, Carol, we try to bring a lot of humanity to that. I mean, the name of this podcast, I guess, the human element. But I try when we look at media plants to say, okay, if I was sitting on the other side of my computer watching that on YouTube or I was listening to it on Spotify, like, how would that land with me? So I just think we've got to continue to really push ourselves to create these like amazing experiences. And You know, I think it's not coincidental that we have Mike and Carrie on here because the way that we bring content to life and the way that we do that in innovative ways and new platforms is like just core to the way that we'll create those experiences. And it's a focal point for us, but I think we have to continue to talk about it more and more, not just the data point of it to Mike's point, but the real like human experience of of
4: advertising. I don't think we could ever talk about the work enough. The work that we're doing, what it's like, the experience it brings, the creativity to it, the insight that got us there. I could never hear enough about it.
3: Looking back at the year, what is something that you would have told yourself in January?
4: Hang on. Yeah, buckle up. No,
3: Wait, it's not January still? I don't understand. We've lived a whole
4: year. <laughs>
1: Chelsea, I love this question. I'm going to write down <laughs> beginning of January uh, 24 what I want to look back at the next year, but I wish I would have known that it was going to be a great year. We've successfully completed so many amazing programs. We've had several uh, major industry recognitions. So I think like just the work is there and and the team continues to be like innovative and collaborative and we continue to do amazing things, but I'd also tell myself to enjoy it a little bit more, (laughs) you know, just take a breath and look around and be really present in the moment. You're so spot on with that. I I think it's something you could never tell yourself enough. Like you have
2: to work so hard at being present and making time for yourself. And, you know, I hope we all do that. And I think, you have to tell yourself that every January, and every month, and every day to just to be present. It's okay to take time for yourself. It'll actually make you so much better. So tell yourself that again in January 24 and again in 25 and 26, but I I think you're spot on.
0: Yeah, I'll I'll triple that onto that too, because that was exactly what I, I was thinking that came to mind was every year. I always look back and say, man, that was so fast. How are we already done with this year? And you know, when you look back and I go through my photo albums and just everything that I've done, the places we've we've been and, you know, the people I've gotten to work with and the, the new business, even just this year alone in the past few months, it's like spending time with everybody here, traveling together and spending time in these rooms, pitching together. You know, they're, they're great times. And I always have to remind myself to take that time, be present, relish in the moment, enjoy wherever you are and make memories with the people around you that, that matter. So that would be probably the biggest advice or something I wish I could tell myself every single year, just to remind myself, you know, that these things go by so fast. The other thing would be buy more Bitcoin because it definitely doing numbers this year. So that would definitely be the second (laughs) one.
4: Thinking about the year and all that we've experienced, I think it's good advice. And I learned it very much this year, which is bad days can turn into good days days are filled with many emotions. So as quickly as they go up, they can come down and go right back up again. And we've had a year that's kind of gone up and down and all around and, but it's been a wonderful one worth celebrating, but knowing that like, okay, this is down, but this is gonna turn right back up and go up. So for me, it's been, I wish I would have known that days would be full of so many emotions. (laughs)
3: And what's one area that's evolved faster than anticipated and no AI, please. We we know we're shocked. We're all shocked how fast that's adopted, but yes, anything else?
2: The evolution of kind of streaming it, maybe it's just starting right now, but I think in the next last six and the next six months and 12 months, maybe we're going to see a massive amount of consolidation in that space. Like the, Investor communities love affair with streaming combined with consumer fragmentation and confusion about how to get to this amazing content. So, I think you're going to see a much more streamlined kind of space around that. And I think it grew so fast, and I think it's going to flatten slash consolidate even quicker. You know, the speed at which streaming's grown is only in the last few years. Normally, it would take three, five X step for a, a kind of platform to grow at that speed. So I think it's evolved faster. now I think the evolution of the evolution is going to be even faster and sooner than we expected.
1: I totally agree, Mike. And I feel like, especially in the space I get to work in, it's never been truer and, and actually has unlocked a ton of opportunities for like us internally, but also for our clients to have more impact. Um, so it's been really fun being part of media, sitting like in this front row of the streaming evolution with all the mergers, acquisitions, changes to the marketplace. It's really created a lot of really non traditional pathways for us to unlock these new opportunities, you know, especially in the AVOD space. We have unprecedented access to partner IP now and talent. It's not always a straight path, but definitely we have this ability to unlock. Like five years ago, you'd only be able to work with HBO through a relationship with production. But now we can unlock this, you know, through media. So it really gives us another seat at the table um, to work with these partners.
3: Mike, Neva? Was AI going to be your answer?
0: No, it wasn't going to be. AI has answered everything, first of all. AI empowered things, evolved faster than I was, right? So not exactly AI, but I'd say all the things that AI integrates and empowers has been something that I did not anticipate. It's changed a lot of dynamics within the industry, dynamics within the ecosystem. I talked a lot about this, of how it's become a feature for every single platform and app and website and company, right? So if it was like a photo sharing app or if it was even just like Adobe or meditative app or even my lifetime fitness app like i got an email two days ago saying that they've got this new ai trainer that makes your workouts for you so like it's a feature within every single industry now like it's a bolt-on so that happened a lot faster than i thought because of the apis and how it's become more mass but i know if you, if the answer is like not ai you know i think about you know the year that we're coming into it being an election year and all the things that's happening around the world and i'm really really interested to see how next year will shake out with the political year and the election year going to happen.
3: That also leads into the next question of what topic should we cover on the pod next year? And I think it is the role of brands in a political divide in a year that's going to be extremely heightened with elections, right? That would be my answer to kind of lead into what you just said is, you know, we will be covering that at some capacity on this pod next year speaking of other topics is there anything else that we can tee up to our listeners that we'll be chatting about next year for kara
2: i think similar to that i mean obviously like yeah how how brands show up in kind of the social economic political world that we're we're living in right now is going to be really important but also just like you know from a more media perspective like how do brands take advantage of the change that's happening in the way that content is delivered, the power of influencers and the evolution of how influencers will work. I think, you know, the the rise of TikTok and beyond is amazing. But I already sense like a little inauthenticity inside of influencers at times because it's become so like sponsor driven. And then you're like, wait, do they really like that product? Do they really care about that topic? So I think the evolution of influencers, I think on a positive side, influencers as distributors of content can be amazingly powerful. I think there's a cool idea somewhere in like telling the story of a brand through the lens of multiple through episodic type content, but through the lens of how each influencer would tell that story. And, you know, it gets out to their two, four, eight, 10 million viewers so quickly so I think the the evolution of influencers is something we should keep an eye
0: on. Yeah. I'll I'll agree on that. Cause I, I think that's something I'd love to to chat more about or even hear more about for uh, as a listener on the pod is the creator economy and how that's evolved over the past couple of years to Mike's point, right? All the different platforms sort of instituting different creator funds and now a lot of that has gone away. They're still fighting for, you know, tension on the platform and saying the commerce be a huge thing. I've even heard backlash on TikTok, sometimes for TikTok shops where people are like, I'm just getting bombarded by people trying to do affiliates and I'm not even getting the content that I want. So how is this creator economy really going to shift the experience that a a viewer would have? Also saw a lot more this year of influencer creator sort of studios, many studios where they're taking like $15,000 and creating, you know, five episodes of a show very low budget, but designing it straight for TikTok or straight for Reels. And they're five minute episodes that, you know, they're doing brand partnerships with. And so I'd love to hear more about that and see where, you know, this next iteration of content will go.
1: I know Diana talked at the beginning about like how amazing, you know, the teams are across Kara. One of the things I thought that I thought we should cover is Everybody that's nominated for a diamond should come up with a topic. So so everybody that's, you know, for Caraday, Day, you know, you get nominated, you get to work with Chelsea on coming up with a couple topics and um, potentially be on this for next year.
3: Love it. The people behind the brands. Yes. I think that's critical. Diana, what about you?
4: I had a lighter answer, which I typically do, which was... I think we should talk more about swag and Cara merchandise and Cara branding and gear is what I was hoping for, so.
3: Nice. All right. Well, cue the holiday music. This is the lightning round that we are uh, quick answers, but holiday edition. So, favorite holiday song?
1: Do They Know It's Christmas? Band-Aid is mine. <laughs> We always try to guess and shout out who's singing at the time. So it's a very disruptive song.
4: <laughs> I do love that song, Baby, It's Cold Outside.
0: That is a good one.
4: Okay.
3: I mean, it's, yeah, like everyone can sing it. You know, you know everyone knows it, whether you like it or not.
0: All I Want for Christmas, is like a, I don't know the name of it, but it's the hippopotamus one. That's got to be mine. Uh. I've honestly listened to an
2: inappropriate amount of Christmas music this year for some reason. Mine's the same as Carrie's, actually.
4: Yay. All right. Favorite holiday special?
2: It's a Wonderful Life.
4: Charlie Brown.
1: I like Love Hard. I'm into rom-coms. I'm here for that.
0: Does Coming to America count? That one's mine, for sure.
3: Yeah, I saw that on your Instagram. We might leave it up to Alyssa. Is that a holiday movie?
0: I think it is. It's around the holidays. I think so. Die Hard coming to america either of those work for me
3: two very controversial holiday movies I love that you brought that
0: i
2: will say what what you need to tune into is the most current version of the grinch the animated one it's i mean that's a movie you could watch on repeat
3: thousand percent
0: oh yeah i'll add an into that that's a great one
3: managerial resolution for 2024
4: i'm gonna pause more
2: I'm going to say, actually, to be more present.
1: I'm going to practice um, servant leadership. I'm going to do my timesheets
3: on time. Yes. <laughs> lead by example, Mike. That was a lead by example, is <laughs> what you will do next year. <laughs>
2: Wait, my highlight of 2023 might be that I don't get Mike Blue's late timesheets anymore. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Favorite holiday memory?
0: There's so many. Just being around all the people you love at one time and like taking a look around the room and seeing everybody is so happy and catching up and eating and, and looking at the presents and kids running around, grandparents around. So that's, you know, some of my fondest ones is just kind of doing that every year.
1: You know, I live by a state park. And so we do a traditional Christmas hike after breakfast. And it's really fun, especially after, after it snows. But my favorite memory is going to be the next one. So what happens next year? What happens next time? Like they always just build on each other. Love that.
3: And Carrie's coming with all the good answers.
1: Yeah, mic drop.
3: One gift you really would like this
1: year? Quality time. This time together with our families and the people that we love.
3: Yeah, another mic drop. Does anyone want to give me an object? Like just, you know, we're in the market. Like <sighs> it's the industry. <laughs> All right, all right. Favorite holiday drink?
0: Wassel.
1: We do a mule bar at my house. And so when we so to make it a little bit more Christmassy, you can like infuse it, infuse the vodka with cranberries.
0: So the big hit. Hey, Carrie, can I come to your holiday? Bar? Yes, please, oh. please.
4: God. And can I hike with you?
0: <laughs>
4: Everyone's invited to Carrie's house. That's Everyone's your- invited.
2: Like a Hallmark movie. I know because with the Doyles
3: I'm kind of surprised I don't see any decorations behind you though it feels like now you just need them yeah I'll have to take you into the other room by the fireplace (laughs) of course there's a fireplace and it's decorated I love that
2: we made this like caramel apple cider stuff that it's really fun to watch people drink two of them while they're sitting on a couch and then stand up and see the effects of two of them It's, it's usually quite entertaining
4: we just drink wine.
2: Red wine. Festive. for the season. Red. It is
4: red. It is absolutely. Yeah, perfect.
3: Always red. What's the one thing that makes you feel like you're a kid again during the holidays? My kids.
4: I love wrapping presents.
1: Hot chocolate with lots of mini marshmallows.
4: Mike, Lou, what do you got for us?
0: I don't know. I just feel like a child all the time. So this is probably like just normal day. <laughs> no, I think just run, Just being in the same environment. of It's a yearly memory, right? So we're always putting the same thing. So every time I go back home and I'm with my old childhood home, I just kind of revert back into this child where my mom's like yelling at me in the mornings and get up and, you know, we're wrapping presents, rushing for people to come over. And so that always just transports me into this, you know, uh, childlike state, it seems like. There's one thing about
2: Christmas morning too that like, I don't know if others experience, but there is, the when you first wake up, there's this peacefulness of the morning because nobody's work, like it's truly everybody's off and in their own space. And like, you walk outside and everything is just quiet. No cars on the road. Nothing's really moving. Like there's a, a peacefulness to it. But if I combine too, like the question about favorite memory and what makes you feel like a child, I have this tradition of kind of still going to church on Christmas Eve. And when you look around and you see the little kids like dressed up in their Christmas outfits and the music, and they're just so excited. Like the the anticipation of Christmas is so magical. Like if that doesn't like make you happy inside, I, I don't know what you will. It also leads to the reason why December 23rd is my favorite day of the year because could there be any more anticipation of two great days to come in December 23rd. And then December 26th, you're like, wait, 365 days to go until we get to do this again.
4: I have another one, which is a little bit like a combination of everyone's, which is I so look forward to not having to go anywhere. Pajamas all morning. Like for my family, it's not until about like two o'clock that I have to put clothes on. So it's like, it's pajamas all morning and nothing like nothingness, like to your point, Mike, of like the stillness, the silence, like everybody's in. And so I love that feeling. Greatest hope for the new year. Carrie's going to go with peace on earth. I mean, what are you going with? <laughs>
1: I got a different one for you. I, I went a hole in one for Mike Law. Yes.
4: Let's go on the Mike Law kick. I anticipate Mike Law being executive of the year next year. <laughs>
2: Don't put any of your money on that, please, Diana. I don't want to have to pay you back.
4: I'm starting the campaign now.
2: Team, executive, well, I'll go with executive team of the year with you guys and Kate. Don't Joanna. be so humble. Don't be
4: so humble. Just own it.
2: From a work perspective, like, I really feel like Kara had this amazing year from a culture standpoint, and we were fortunate to add new clients is like it's truly a result of our team and if we repeated what we did this year next year and just continue to like you know the energy and the positivity that you see like inside of our teams and people is inspiring and exciting and we really I hope that this is true I feel like it is and I hope I'm not blind to what I'm not seeing but The sense of community that exists inside the walls of of Kara is like exactly what we want it to be. And I hope that just continues into next year.
3: Mike, let's wrap up with the last question I have that leans right into that. What does Kara mean to you?
2: Kara to me, I know it sounds cliche, but really does mean family. And it it, it means it's a, a place that you can come and be your real authentic self and do great work, but also feel like, I can be myself, I have the freedom to kind of be where I need to be, do what I need to do, but also, you know, surround myself with brilliant people and cool clients and like just feel like a complete person inside of your quote unquote job every day. But I hope it's kind of a blurry line between the two because we really want it to feel like you can move seamlessly and freely between your, whatever is going on in your life and show up where you need to show up and that we give people the freedom to do that.
1: To me, Kara means collaboration. I love what I do and the people I get to do it with.
4: I think it means togetherness, belonging, team. I feel like I belong here and it feels right. And I think it's important to feel like you belong to something and belonging to Kara, I think is a special thing.
0: It's exactly that. I feel like, you know, I've been here for 12 years now, and it does feel like family. Like, pretty much the majority of my adult life, I've been here, right? And I've been able to have the pleasure to work with such brilliant people, such empathetic and caring people, have great leadership. And I tell people that all the time because when I'm like, I'm here for 12 years, like, oh my God, (laughs) one place. Yeah. But, you know, I've been able to work with some amazing people. I feel like it's it's never a dull moment. It's always fun. I love what I do. I've been able to switch around to different departments and learn along the way. And as Mike was saying, it's it's a place where you can come here and be your true self and follow whatever interests and passions that you have and f- have that support from leadership to say and really understand. And, and I say this a lot to even folks that that I talk on the junior teams is, you know, we definitely encourage people to have outside perspective and outside, whether it's a side hustle or, or like interest in other areas outside of media and advertising, because we know that's going to build a, a completely better, different perspective when you come to work. And so I think we truly believe that at Kara, and then we have the support to do so and the freedom to do so. So, you know, everything that, that Mike and Carrie and Diana just said, I totally agree with, and I feel like Kara just encapsulates such a beautiful place to work and try to, you know, be your best self and still not, and still enjoy what you do.
3: I love that. And I couldn't agree more. Kara actually gave me my first chance at this industry and I've been here ever since. So look at that. Now I host the pod who knew full circle. So come join the Kara crew. All I cannot thank you enough for joining our last episode of the year. This concludes another year of The Human Element. Uh, We're so grateful to our audience and are excited for all that's to come in 2024. We have a really exciting lineup of some thought leadership coming out and we've already teed up a little bit about what's to expect in the pods in 2024. I personally am extremely grateful for the folks that make this all possible. So thank you all for another great year and we hope to see you in the new year. Happy holidays.
2: Happy holidays. Thank you. Thank you.